It's time to breathe easier this allergy season with Breathe Right Nasal Strips. With instant nasal congestion relief for up to 12 hours, you can spend your time on your terms, not on your noses. Stuffy nose from outdoor allergens? No problem. We got you. Allergy season just turned into stripping season. Instant relief from nasal congestion anytime, anywhere. Need more convincing? Click the banner below and get a free sample. Breathe right. Get your strip on. Use as directed. Your business was humming, but now you're falling behind. Your teams are buried in manual work, tasks are taking forever to complete, and getting one source of truth is like pulling teeth. If this is you, then you should know these three numbers. 37,000. That's the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One. Because your business is one of a kind. Get a customized solution for all your key performance indicators in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. With NetSuite, it's everything you need to grow, all in one place. Get your business back to the greatness where it belongs. Learn more at netsuite.com slash podcast 25. and welcome to the Nutrition Diva Podcast. I'm your host, Monica Reinagle. And today I'm going to be sharing some new research on sleep and appetite, as well as a maybe unusual but effective approach for dealing with chronic insomnia. Have you ever noticed that you feel hungrier or have uncontrollable cravings for certain foods after a poor night's sleep? It's not just your imagination. Studies have shown that even a single night of sleep deprivation changes the levels of our hunger and our appetite hormones, leading to increased hunger. And it also affects the way that your brain's motivation centers respond to the sight or even just the thought of food. Essentially, when you are underrested, both your body and your brain are sending strong signals that drive you, well, to the drive through Those extra calories can easily lead to weight gain, and that would seem to explain the well-documented connection between undersleeping and being overweight. Undersleeping is also associated with an increased risk of heart disease and type 2 diabetes. There is some good news here, though. Researchers from the University of Cape Town in South Africa recently analyzed results from seven different studies that used various methods to increase sleep duration. And they found that when people got more sleep, they were less hungry during the day. And even better, they experienced a reduced desire for sweet and salty foods. So perhaps this is the motivation that you need to finally get serious about improving your sleep habits. But how? Well, the first step involves a set of practices that are collectively referred to as sleep hygiene. Now, if you've done all of that and that doesn't help... I do have some more intensive approaches that you can try, but let's just start with the basics. Number one, limit caffeine after midday. Caffeine can make you more alert and boost your ability to concentrate, and it also appears to have neuroprotective properties. Regular consumption of caffeine reduces the risk of both Parkinson's and Alzheimer's disease, but because it is a stimulant, it can interfere with your sleep. Although individual tolerance varies, most people sleep better if they avoid caffeine in the afternoon and evening. Number two, 
limit your alcohol intake. Although a couple of drinks may make you feel drowsy and even make it a little bit easier to drop off to sleep, alcohol actually interferes with your sleep quality. You may wake up in the middle of the night or sleep less deeply. If you're having trouble sleeping through the night, try cutting back on alcohol in general and not consuming it within three hours of bedtime. In other words, enjoy that glass of wine with dinner and then put the bottle away for the evening. Number three, make sure the room in which you sleep is cool, dark, and quiet. So turn down the thermostat, use blackout curtains or an eye mask, and earplugs or a white noise generator. Number four, seek out natural daylight during the daytime, but avoid bright lights in the evening. Your body's sleep and wake cycles are regulated in part by light exposure. Exposure to natural light during the day can help you feel more alert and lift your mood. And it's also a good way to reset your internal clock if you've crossed a couple of time zones. But in the evening, you want exactly the opposite. Softer, lower lighting helps to signal your body and your brain that it's time to rest. The light emitted by our electronic screens, not to mention the mental stimulation we get from them, is especially disruptive to our sleep rhythms. So leave that phone or tablet in the kitchen and crawl into bed with a book instead. Number five, exercise regularly. Even a little bit helps. According to the National Sleep Foundation, as little as 10 minutes of aerobic exercise, such as walking or cycling, can drastically improve nighttime sleep quality. My colleague Get Fit Guy, Brock Armstrong, recently explored the ways in which exercise can help you sleep better. And as a bonus, sleeping better can improve your fitness. And you can check that out in his podcast, Get Fit Guy. Number six, don't eat too close to bedtime. If you have trouble with acid reflux, it's best not to lie down for at least two hours after eating. But even if reflux is not an issue for you, eating a large or heavy meal close to bedtime can disrupt your sleep patterns. If you feel you must have a snack before bedtime, keep it small and mostly carbohydrate, a piece of fruit, a few crackers, or maybe a small bowl of cereal. And number seven, get into a rhythm. Although it may be tempting to go to bed and sleep later on the weekends than you do during the week, you will probably sleep better if you can keep your bedtime and wake times more consistent. And it also helps to establish a relaxing nighttime routine to signal to your body and to your brain that it's time to shut down. And that might involve stretching, yoga, breathing, journaling, meditating, self-massage, or any ritual really that you find mentally and physically calming. But what if all of that isn't enough? Researchers writing in the journal Worldviews in Evidence-Based Nursing recently compared the effectiveness of several different treatments for chronic insomnia. And in terms of reducing the time that it took to fall asleep and increasing the amount and the quality of sleep, an approach known as sleep restriction therapy was found to be the most effective. Sleep restriction therapy is a behavioral approach as opposed to a pharmacological treatment. And the idea is to train your body and your brain to sleep more efficiently by limiting the amount of time that you spend in bed. And there are also some rules about when you get to sleep. So the first step is to establish a time at which you will get up every morning, even on the weekends. And then second, you want to take the average amount of time that you spend actually sleeping every night. 
and add 30 minutes to it. This is your allowed time in bed. Now, for safety reasons, it's suggested that your time in bed should never be less than five and a half hours per day. For example, if you go to bed at 10 p.m. and you get up at 6 a.m., but you typically lie awake until midnight, then you're in bed for eight hours, but you're only sleeping for six of them. And so for the purposes of sleep restriction therapy, your allowed time in bed would be six hours and 30 minutes. Now, don't panic. This is just temporary. Okay, next, you take that allowed time in bed and you count back from your wake-up time to establish your bedtime. So in this example, that would be 11.30 p.m. For the next two weeks, you're going to stick to that schedule as closely as possible. You get up at your scheduled wake time, no matter how much or little sleep you've gotten. And then even if you feel tired and think you could fall asleep earlier, you want to try to stay up until 11.30 p.m. And there's no daytime napping allowed. So you might actually get a little bit less sleep during this training period than you normally do. And although people who suffer from insomnia are usually pretty used to functioning on not enough sleep, you may even be a little more fatigued than usual, so you want to choose your timing wisely. But the idea here is to train your brain and your body to sleep more efficiently. After two weeks of this schedule, if you're still feeling fatigued during the day, then you'll move your bedtime up by 15 minutes, and you'll continue to increase your time in bed by 15 minutes a week until you're feeling good during the day and still sleeping well at night. So sleep restriction therapy obviously takes a fair amount of commitment, but on average, people who implemented this protocol learned to fall asleep faster, they woke up fewer times in the night, and if they did wake up, they were able to fall asleep again more quickly. And then just to circle back to where we started today, Getting more sleep can not only reduce your risk of disease, it may also help with appetite, cravings, and ultimately weight loss. Have you tried sleep restriction therapy? I'd love to hear how it worked for you. You can share your experience and your thoughts with me and other Nutrition Diva podcast listeners on the Nutrition Diva Facebook page. Just go to facebook.com slash nutritiondiva. Now, I'm working on another interesting topic for next week's podcast. I'm going to be looking at the evidence for the so-called GAPS diet. This is a protocol that's been suggested as a natural treatment for conditions that affect the brain, such as autism. So be sure you're subscribed to the Nutrition Diva podcast so you don't miss that. You'll find a transcript of today's show and the entire Nutrition Diva archives on our website at quickanddirtytips.com, and you'll find me on my blog at nutritionovereasy.com. The Nutrition Diva Show is produced by Nathan Sems, edited by Karen Hertzberg, and our wonderful team at Macmillan Audio also includes Morgan Ratner, Emily Miller, Mikaela Prell, Michelle Margulis, and Kathy Doyle. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great week. Your business was humming, but now you're falling behind. Your teams are buried in manual work, tasks are taking forever to complete, and getting one source of truth is like, pulling teeth. If this is you, then you should know these three numbers, 37,000. That's the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One, because your business is one of a kind. 
Get a customized solution for all your key performance indicators in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. With NetSuite, it's everything you need to grow, all in one place. Get your business back to the greatness where it belongs. Learn more at netsuite.com slash podcast 25. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. (laughs) 